The Agenda on Ubuntu Radio, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Central African Time. So we are at the World Economic Forum annual meeting between the 15th and the 19th um, of uh, January 2024. Uh, Professor Vukosi Marivates joins me on the line from the University of Pretoria. Thank you so much, Prof, for joining us. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for having me. From the word go, who is Professor Vukosi Marivati? Uh, academic. I am a researcher uh, who has been working in artificial intelligence uh, since about 2006-2007 um, and since about 2015, specifically looking at uh, I mean, languages and how we use language in artificial intelligence. And in this case, actually, the languages that we speak and communicate with, <laughs> um, with, uh, with each other. And um, I'm at the University of Pretoria as a chair of data science, uh, but I'm also a co-founder of an AI research uh, startup company called Elaba AI, which is based in Johannesburg. So I spend also some time there, and also there we work on research, uh, AI research uh, for Africans, uh, by Africans, um, uh, for looking at some of our toughest problems and seeing how AI could be one of the tools to actually uh, uh, tackle them. Our first uh, a bit of work uh, is also going into language and we're building our own tooling or language models for African languages that will be available for other organizations to be able to interact with their stakeholders or customers in African languages. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it <laughs> in terms of who I am. Yeah, quite, quite an interesting career. Why, why was science quite a and, and has you all, have you always been intrigued by science? Um, I think from from a very young age, I was uh, very intrigued more by computers and how in computing you actually get into this almost like input-output thing. So you type in something and then the computer responds. So after a while, especially like when I got into high school, I started really being intrigued by, okay, can we teach machines things? And uh, by the time I was going to university, I really wanted to work in these spaces of, of artificial intelligence. So I ended up first uh, working uh, with Prof. Kirizu Marwala. He was my final year undergrad supervisor and master supervisor. And then after that, uh, moving to the U.S. to go work with uh, Prof. Michael Littman uh, on reinforcement learning in Rutgers in New Jersey in the U.S., and then, yeah, coming back and, and working on my own things for the couple, last couple of years. We've got quite an interesting um, career in, as far as science. And uh, you did mention your, obviously, your initiative. And so this, uh, importantly, LABA um, AI, uh, an African startup focused on AI for um, Africans, by Africans as well. Um, it, it looks as if you are of the belief that um, Africa as a continent, and uh, this will go into the World Economic Forum, as Africans, we have a very important contribution to make as far as science is concerned, but also artificial intelligence. That conversation is really not dominant at our spaces, also in our media space, or is just maybe my ignorant? How's your assessment on that? Yeah, um, so I think for the listeners, the, uh, I'll provide some context that will make, uh, I think, like, you know, things more, more grounded and rooted. Um, AI or artificial intelligence as, as technologies have really been building up for decades. Um, and it's not something like, you know, that has shown up in the last year or two uh, with people uh, mostly interacting with things like 
uh, your large language models or these chatbots that people are talking to online and getting responses from. But if if you think about it, 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 uh, like you know, for the last like 25 years, you have a phone, you take a picture with your phone, and then later you go into a gallery and you just have trees, and it 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 um, retrieves all the pictures that you've taken of trees since you've had that phone. What happened there? What happened is that there's a a, um, a, a, a program that is sitting there that was trained uh, using AI or machine learning to recognize objects and images, and you've just gotten used to it. If you use the internet, the internet that you see is filtered by all these systems that try to figure out what is it that will, uh, like you know, you would like to see, and they learn from you. So you've always had this AI behind you. What we're seeing right now is just that the growth of how AI impacts all of society has grown. And as such, many, many countries are trying to make sure that they own a piece of whatever economic power is going to come with these technologies. So these have been a big push over the, about the last 10 to 20 years. And now we need to, as Africans, think about where do we sit in these spaces? I think it's um, it's very revealing what you said of saying that um, um, uh, for us, like you know, in the media space, when people are talking about AI, it's not about like you know things being given to us. It's not really what's actually going on in the African continent or what are people building, how what research is going on, and this is um, very troubling because ultimately we cannot just be a source of data to organizations or these companies that make these technologies, and we can't also just take the technology and say. Uh, we will just use it because it might not be fit for purpose for us. And we need to have agency within these spaces. So this takes us to one of the things that we did in 2016, 2017. We started this big meeting called the Deep Learning in Dava, which is an, um, a, 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 a movement to really uh, uh, have Africans become the shapers and owners of AI technology going into the future. So we you know, were preempting what had just happened in the last few years of saying, we're looking at the, at the government, we're looking at the public sector, the private sectors, and we're not seeing as much development in AI on the continent as we need in order for us to really be counted when these technologies like, you know, be, get, get to their maturity. And through that, you've had this annual meeting that brings in uh, researchers, practitioners, enthusiasts that meet once a year at the, at the annual deep learning in Daba. Last year was in Accra and with about 800 people uh, really building up a network and building up, you know, almost like raising an army <laughs> for the continent. And through that and through other sister organizations, we've seen that there's a lot that's happening on the African continent that we really should share with other people. And one being how you build up an AI ecosystem through the grassroots as opposed to waiting for the private sector or the public sector to, uh, to really be the one that leads in this space. Hopefully that, that gives us enough of a background there. Absolutely. I think you really just uh, sparked my interest uh, uh, to also ask you about is a question that most of the scientists that come onto this show, particularly um, who are in the academics uh, space, to say how significant that scientists must have communication skills to be able to communicate. Say, we are shaping the world in this way. And I think as a media, you need to take heed of all these important discoveries that sometimes you might not be aware and you, you sometimes even use these tools. You might, and they're from the African continent, but you're not even aware of it. 
Um, yeah, I think if, like, it's, a, it's a very um, important question. In South Africa, South Africa, as a percentage of GDP, we spend about 0.6% uh, of our GDP on research and development. And um, before COVID, it was about 0.6%. And comparatively to the United States, I think the United States is somewhere between 36 and 4% of, 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 of their GDP spent on R&D. And what this is telling you is that the amount of money that is available for research or science or is actually getting smaller in South Africa. And part of this then comes down to, we will be asked as scientists, why should you keep on being funded? What is it that you're doing that actually impacts our lives? And one of the ways to do that is that you have to be the scientist in the public. You need to have that. Um, you, you can break down concepts, explain to people what is going on, protect them in some ways. So, so I work, and because I work in language, I also work in things like misinformation and fake news on how we can detect those things and combat them and be able to get people to understand what it is that they're doing so that by the time it becomes something where it's a budgeting item, whether it's at parliament or it's even in a private company, one of the biggest reductions in the R&D money has been from private companies with removing money from the money that they invested in research and using it for other things. So if we are not having that communication, we stand the chance of really isolating ourselves to the point where there's nothing, like, you know, there's no funding to really drive the work that we do. On the other side, we also have to make sure that our work is impactful in the society. So it, it cannot be something that we're really, like, you know, we don't have that luxury, I think, for a lot of Africans to, to just say, no, our work will be impactful somehow. We have to think about that as we're doing our best. Let's talk about now your interest. How did you be part of the delegation that is going to be going to Davos 2024? Is it your first time? World Economic uh, Forum? Yes, uh, this will be the first time I go to Davos. Um, so in, in some ways, um, I, I was really privileged uh, to be included in the 2023 uh, cohort, new cohort of the Young Global Leaders, uh, Forum of Young Global Leaders, which is part of the World Economic Forum in itself. So as one of the new YGLs uh, uh, from Africa and from South Africa. And um, uh, through that, I also then got the opportunity to apply <laughs> uh, to, to go to uh, Davos. Yeah. And uh, I was accepted and I will be going to Davos um, um, flying out uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, as part of the YGL delegation that will be there. So, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, through that, I'm, I'm going to uh, be in, in, at, at the annual meeting, uh, interacting with other YGLs, interacting with lots of other people who are going to be there, obviously, um, and then learning as much as I can, as well as trying to make sure I represent um, uh, not just the YGLs, representing um, the AI community across the African continent and, and, and really talking about what, what is going on and then being able to make those connections in, in trying to make sure that our work and our um, initiatives really grow and become bigger um, over the next few years. Oh, that's, a, that's a really amazing. I mean, one of the things, what do you make of uh, South Africa's uh, agenda to, to going to the uh, uh, World Economic Forum uh, 2024? Um. Look, I, I think it's a, we, obviously with these things, it's opinions, and, and then after that, you also, want, as a scientist, you try to, to stick to understanding some of the facts that are on the ground. So, um, 
for us as a country, we're at a, at a, at a, it feels like a precarious time. So we have an election that's coming along. Uh, we've had challenges with the economy for a number of years. And we need to resolve a number of challenges in a very short space of time. So uh, in some sense, you have to have a story to tell when you get there and be able to get people to understand what are the opportunities that are sitting within uh, the country, uh, how other people can interlock or, and, and, and work and collaborate within um, this environment, and also how then do you get feedback on uh, the challenges that people see from outside, right? Uh, because um, having lived in the United States for six years, it's very interesting you know, having what the public, I mean, the, the, the outside, uh, outside view is versus when you're living there. And you go, oh, actually, you didn't know um, um, that either these things that are good and then these things that might need to be resolved. So it's in the same way that South Africa has to go off and do those things. And it, it's the same thing I, I was saying that within talking about how, what actually um, AI that's happening on the African continent, what it is and why it should be part of the conversations that people have as opposed to when people are talking about AI development, they're just mostly thinking about the West and not really thinking about what they could actually be learning from other parts of the world. I mean, for, for young people, this is huge. As a young South Africans, how significant it is that people, young people must take an opportunity like this? How significant that young people must take these opportunities as well to even apply? Because sometimes people will be like, oh, the application process is uh, it's, it's, it's tedious, it's long, you never know if you're going to get a response or you're going to be successful as well. Just how important is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I was a global shaper before. Mm. I became a young global leader. So the global, the young, the white girls are a bit more. <laughs> uh, and, and even though they're called young global leaders, uh, you know, a bit, bit more experience or have a few more um, yes, yes. journeys around the um, around the sun. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I was still what you did in my thirties. Um, I was I, when I finished my PhD. I finished my PhD in uh, early 2015, and I came back to South Africa, and then mm. I, I joined the Global Shapers. Um, for uh, for a number for three years, mm-hmm. I was a global shaper in Pwani, and that's how I got to get into understanding yeah. um, the World Economic Forum's um, uh, kind of communities and also interacting with other YGLs. So um, when it came to now thinking, hey, uh, maybe I would want to be a YGL, and having met uh, 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 even people that are still either uh, through the shapers and with the YGLs, I thought like, yeah, I, I really should put my hand up and, and ask. Mm. For the four, like you know, to really get into being nominated. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I think an important um, lesson I learned, uh, uh, both and also uh, uh, like when I was going through school as teachers, was opportunities come and you need to be ready for those opportunities. Mm. So you have to work for those opportunities. They never come in like you know being very <laughs> easy. So you need to apply, and this is something even within our both our, our lab um, or, or research group at the university that you have to inculcate into a lot of our young people. Uh, so even when having students, whether uh, PhDs, masters, uh, honor students, is always getting them to say, "Hey, here's an opportunity. Please apply. If you need help, we can help you, or we can mentor you in doing it." And I've been very helpful to a lot of mentors like you know, that have helped me in, uh, within these journeys. Even when I was at, um, an undergrad student, you have somebody like Prof. Chaliti Marwala who would help you actually apply <laughs> for <laughs> some of these, these opportunities. And that's yeah. how I ended up doing my PhD in the United States as a postdoc wow. scholar. Wow. Right? So, so you need to be doing it. And 
yes, you will be rejected. And this, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop uh, feeling bad or having things. But you get used to it. That you know, even for for 80% of your applications, you will get rejections. But for those 10%, 20%, they really get you to move forward, and you get opportunities to interact with really wonderful people. Uh, uh, from across the globe, and uh, you end up being an ambassador really for the communities that you uh, interact with. Mm. Uh, and, and undoubtedly, you're, you're an excellency, you're an ambassador of uh, our science and in the, the AI in Africa because the reviews that I've heard about you has been really good. And I said, we need to speak to Professor Marivati because, wow, um, he, he's definitely an excellency leading us in the continent as well as really one of our bright young Africans uh, who are going to uh, continuously lead us as far as issues of science and issues of uh, um, artificial intelligence is concerned and also in, in using data for development as well. So I really want to take this opportunity to thank you and also please commit to engage us uh, just on, uh, on your return from Davos uh, 2024, please. No, I, I, I am looking uh, forward to it, and, and I think um, maybe the other conversations that we also came out in yesterday's briefing was the challenges of when we think about international relations, when we think about um, visas in South Africa for Africans, mm. Mm. And, and how science and, 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 and all of development get impacted by uh, mobility or lack of mobility that people can't move around. So mm. that's another thing, even for the AI um, perspective, where we're really concerned about how, like, you know, we have some of the best universities in the world in South Africa. We have very good infrastructure. Minus the low training, but we still have very good infrastructure. <laughs> but it's very hard for some mm. of our top African minds to be able to come to South Africa and either study or work and do research. And we really need to be thinking about how uh, uh, we, like, you know, uh, balance this, even with a lot of um, the pressures that we have to make sure we grow um, um, opportunities for young people um, uh, and, and employment for young people. Mm. But we know that bringing in very high-level skills, uh, uh, PhDs, postdocs, uh, also means that you have to build the layers under them, which then requires a local thriving ecosystem mm. uh, that can then pull these things. So I'm looking forward to talking <laughs> again in the future and, and, and really uh, getting to, uh, to have also feedback from other people on these, these mm. challenges. And, and finally, are you of the view that uh, there's a, a, a linkage, uh, enough linkage between scientists in Africa? Are you seeing a lot of cooperation uh, as far as science is concerned in the African continent? Um, because normally when we talk about science and development, people will be looking at the UK, will be looking at Europe, Asia, um, and also other continents as well as far as collaboration is concerned in the academia and other, other fields. Uh, among the African continent and African academia, are you seeing that there are potential and also is the... Um, Regarding, despite all the challenges you have mentioned in terms of the load shedding and the issues with uh, visa and traveling, all that, uh, are you seeing a potential? Is there a drive, a uh, meaningful drive to, to make sure that science cooperation among the African, African scientists is concerned? Okay. Yeah, I think it, it definitely has to be more. Yeah. Um, there, there's many things on, on that, that are required. One, we must have the view of to build up a, a, a science excellence network, it means that you have to be part of that network and building it. It's not something that happens just in the ether. Mm. Um, uh, so we have to support each other in, in many, many different ways. Uh, the other is literal physical mobility. It is very, very unfortunate. It used to be very easy for me up until now, uh, two weeks ago, uh, to go to Nairobi. 
Um, and for me, I use that privilege. I would take that a, a lot because um, then it could interact with a lot of scientists who are based in Kenya uh, who are working in AI. But then now with this case, this is going to have a very big impact. And I was also very happy that South Africa then allowed the reciprocation and making it easy for Kenyans to come to South Africa mm. without having to. So, you know, there's a lot there that, that we need to unpack, but we will, I guess, find the time yeah, um, yeah, to go through it. Well, uh, we could speak for long because now you have just sparked my interest because you mentioned Kenya and I know what the country is doing as far as innovation is concerned on science and technology and stuff. You, you, all, you, you owe us another hour. This time we'll also bring other scientists as well. We'll talk about science in Africa. I think yeah. uh, we owe each other that conversation, isn't it? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, I was, I mean, even now, I'm very happy that Accra has made it easier. And, and yeah, uh, which means that we will, I'll be working to make sure I have funding to be able to visit uh, collaborators in, 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 in Accra and in Ghana. Mm. And, and so, but it, it, it really needs us to think about this. You can't, you can't have it, it being much easier to almost go to Europe than travel inside Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Vukos Marivati, let me thank you so much for your time. All the best. And Davos uh, 2024, really a pleasure for you to t take time and speak to us here on Ubuntu Radio. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. All right, you heard. Professor Vukosi Marivate is the Associate Professor at the University of uh, Pretoria, Professor of Computer Science. He also holds uh, that important APSA UP Chair of uh, Data Science at the University of Pretoria, specializing in machine learning and artificial intelligence method on extracting insights from data. And uh, just to mention a few, he worked on a project related to science, energy, public safety, utilizing, among others, so, Marivati is also a co-founder um, of uh, the uh, LILA, but AI, an African startup focused on uh, artificial intelligence for Africans, by Africans as well. Really, someone who is really invested on African issues as well. I'm really quite happy that he speak to us as he has to Davos 2024. And uh, we'll also speak to him when he returns. An important conversation we need to have about uh, African collaboration as far as science is concerned. Africa, yeah. I think we owe each we convince each other that's an explanation. Yes. Even now, I that I have made it easier. It, and yeah, and which means uh, we will uh, be working out things. I have to make sure I'm being able to, to be to visit elaborate uh, content because in Accra and in Ghana and in Ghana. Mm. So, but and just, it, it, it really needs really to think neither about can't you, that you have, can't it being much almost here to Europe, go to Tafanari. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Professor, yeah. thank you so much. Let me time all much for you. And the best start to Davo before 2020. Really a pleasure for your time to take to us and speak to radio. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. You heard. Sir Professor Simarimavuke, Irvat, said, Professor of the University of the Investory for Professor Computer Science of Science. He science uh, also holds important uh, that uh, you and Absolute Chair UP Data of uh, Investor of Science in Pretoria. in specialization in learning, animation, and artificial intelligence, special intelligence, method on data and such. And uh, just and uh, he mentioned a project related to science related departments, NFT, public centralizing, you know, that's among us. So, but it's my founder, also called um, uh, the of Lila uh, A, uh, but uh, A and Africa uh, focus can start uh, and on intelligence uh, for intense by Africans as well. Africa really well, who is really someone invested really on Africa as well. I'm really speak to him that he has to pass Davos, he has to 24, 2020, uh, and so speak to him when to him hurts. He returned what any could have, and we need about Africa collaboration as far as science Africa. I think, yeah. uh, we owe each other that conversation, isn't it? 
Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, like, I was, I mean, even now, I'm very happy that Accra has made it easier. And, and yeah, uh, which means that we will, I'll be working to make sure I have funding to be able to visit uh, collaborators in, 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 in Accra and in Ghana. Mm. And, and so, but it, it, it really needs us to think about it. You can't, you can't have it, it being much easier to almost go to Europe than travel inside Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Professor Vukos Marivati, let me thank you so much for your time. All the best. And Davos uh, 2024, really a pleasure for you to t- take time and speak to us here on Ubuntu Radio. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. All right, you heard. Professor Vukos Marivati is the Associate Professor at the University of uh, Pretoria, Professor of Computer Science. He also holds uh, that important APSA UP Chair of uh, Data Science at the University of Pretoria, specializing in machine learning and artificial intelligence method on extracting insights from data. And uh, just to mention a few, he worked on a project related to science, energy, public safety, utilizing, among others. So, Marivati is also a co-founder um, of uh, the uh, LILA, but AI, an African startup focused on uh, artificial intelligence for Africans, by Africans as well. Really, someone who is really invested on African issues as well. I'm really quite happy that he speaks to us as he has to Davos 2024. And uh, we'll also speak to him when he returns.